way back in the early 20-teens, a city fella from Minnesota and a wannabe cowpuncher from small-town Iowa came together to swap tall tales over the airwaves. They made lots of friends along the way, but even more enemies. By chance, they made acquaintance with a sodbuster from over the other side of the county, who felt obliged to butt in on their little show and give them the what-fors from time to time. After nigh on a decade of pointless blathering, one thing led to another, and they were unceremoniously tossed out on their ear from their little radio show. Eventually, this ragtag group found their way back together and decided to start a little podcast we like to call Dutch by Association. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 15 of the Dutch by Association podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barahona. Along with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts, Aaron Alons and Mitch Geese. Hey, today's episode of the DBA Pod is brought to you by Super High Tech. I forgot you turned into a radio guy every time. Ah, I just, uh, <laughs> hey, hey. Listen, listen here, ladies and gentlemen. All Keep right. your kids ready for school in person or online with the latest in technology from Super High Tech. Laptops, desktops, tablets, phones, and more! Exclamation point. Super High Tech, located in Sheldon, Orange City, and Sioux Center, and on the web at super-ht.com. And we are brought to you by... Show, show sponsorships are available now. Uh, and, and I don't see why I'm the guy that has to say the price. If I say it, it doesn't seem so bad. Well, you're the Dutch guy. Well, even the so, Hollander is okay yeah. with this price. He, he doesn't That's even right. feel guilty. That's Spons- right. Sponsorships are available now. Just $50 an episode. Why? Because we drink craft beer. Not the cheap beer, right? This yeah. is expensive, and this is that's a, right. This is yeah. a something I've never seen before, much less had before. Thank you for that, Wayne. I yeah. So I had to go to Sioux City. Well, didn't have to. I live in a camper now, and I I'm homeless. Ooh, an outing. So yeah, we were trying to find something to do to get out of the camper and to not you know get divorced or. <laughs> Anything like that. So, we went to uh, Sioux City on Sunday and um, just did some tooling around and uh, stopped at uh, Charlie's. Oh yeah, the yep, the liquor store. The, yeah, the the, the, the high Charlie's. end. Yes, yeah. the high end liquor store. Because I had, actually we went out to eat and I had one of these. Um, yeah. The uh, was it Wake or Wise Eye? Excuse me, Wise Eye Brewing. Because I had the Waco Kid. This is the Ringo Kid, but I had the Waco Kid over at uh, Old Chicago. They had it on tap there, and I thought, yeah. this beer is phenomenal. So I went over there to see if I could find it. They only had Ringo, which is good, but uh, maybe we need to... You were at Wise Eye I was at here, Wise Eye. Like last week? Mm, yeah. Two uh, weeks ago? Week, yeah. Week before, weekend before last, I had a wedding down in Lamar's. So yeah, Wise Eye. I highly, highly, highly recommend. Awesome beers. Um, Did you get a phone number of anybody that you can... Uh, Talk about sponsorship. Cause no. Because I, I like this beer. I'd um, like it better if it wasn't $11 a piece. <laughs> but it's a big can. I, I mean, don't people think that it's a 12-ounce deal here? Yeah. So 32 no. ounces. That's like uh, it's like a Foster's type of can. It might even be bigger even than be Foster's. Bigger than that. Yeah. But doesn't get doesn't it get a little warm by the time you're to the bottom? Not, Not if, if you're doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
But glad to be back here. Took a couple weeks off. Um, maybe was it just a week off? It we I just took one week off is all. But it felt like feels like my, three. Yeah, my both your life and my life have been literally upended here in the last uh, two. Well, for me, two weeks. For you, like a month and a half with your big project, but. You've got your big 40th birthday party coming, which you had declared that this remodel shall be done by the end of business on Friday. Yeah, I had to. If you don't place, well, for yourself and for your contractor, you if I've noticed that for myself, if I want to get a project done, plan an open house <laughs> <There you're laughs> or yeah. an appraisal or you're going to list it or whatever, yep. because that will force you to do all the dumb little things that you would normally let slide. So, yeah, I told my contractor and when I told him that he was not happy. You're but, doing what? Mm hmm. Wait, didn't that you? That was so stupid. Well, didn't you no, tell him? Don't care. Didn't you tell him that you wanted it done by your birthday anyway? Yeah. Easter, Easter, the week before Easter, I it was said, this when I you wanted want it done. done. <laughs> no, I told him, told him way back in the spring that I wanted it done before my before August fifteen. I said, "Is right. that going to be a problem?" Oh yeah, no, that won't be a problem. Well, just like every <laughs> like construction every contractor ever. Oh, and I feel well, you like, meant this year. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, oh, and. When I when I kind of think on it and reflect on it, I feel like I might be getting a taste of my own medicine. Like for all the times you've told all the people times of telling you'd people be there. two weeks, two weeks <laughs> and multiple two weeks come and go and so I'm getting a taste of my own medicine. I mean, even like carpet. It was supposed to be Thursday afternoon I'll see the guy. Oh, that's outstanding. He might not get a lot late, but Thursday afternoon, Friday morning rolls around, nobody yet. So I text, oh, yeah, oh, well, let me look. Oh, yeah, he's finishing up something. He'll be right over when he's done, fit, like, making me think noon. Yeah. Noon he'll be, no, Friday comes and goes. Does he work Saturdays? Well, sometimes he does. Sometimes. Well, hopefully this is a Saturday. No. Monday morning, uh, how about now? Is he coming today? Oh, he's just loading up, just loading up. And then like one thirty or 2 o'clock, that was at 8.30 he's loading. Five hours later, he's on the yard. <laughs> did, did, you learn any, did you learn any new excuses from this venture? No, no. Well, I okay, so with plumbing, and I would argue with your situation too, you can schedule a, uh, and maybe with Mitch and service stuff, you can schedule something all you want, but if an emergency comes up yeah, but, that could take 30 minutes or could take all day, it can upset your schedule immediately and quickly mm-hmm. do carpet guys have that yeah is there a carpet uh, emergency <laughs> i'm sorry uh, they, there was a huge kool-aid accident over at the jones's house uh, and it took a lot longer to clean up than what i thought uh, yeah it's a, but it's down on the main floor and is because i said well the upstairs is ready to go well we'll just have them keep moving right on upstairs and he can do all those bedrooms too so i tell that to the carpet installer today and all i got from him was blink 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 and it wasn't a what now yeah it wasn't a language barrier it was (laughs) nope nope he left when he was done and i don't know when i'm gonna see anybody back did you remind him of the last time he laid flooring no i didn't talk about that with my man but where it was a half inch short of the wall and you need to be a bigger forever. I know what I'm not because and I think it's because people have been jerks with me and I just can't do it. I hate it. Well, did you do your typical um is everything okay with your man? Uh, right. Is he? Is there, are there health health issues involved? What can we, where can we send a casserole? <laughs> 
<laughs> what, what might be going on? We are getting close. Siding is going on. Just about done. Uh, the main floor is 100% complete as of today inside. Uh, and then we go to the upstairs. And then Saturday is the big birthday party. Three weeks to oh. the day late of my 40th. But I'll be way more excited having people coming on the yard and seeing a completed project rather than something that looks like a tornado maybe went through i can't wait i think that's gonna be a good time because i i just show up randomly uh to watch your the progress that happens out there and you've really done just a heck of a job out there i think people are really going to be pleased with that and i'm thinking about trying to print some pictures of what the house looked like originally because then you kind of do get the real yeah. full feel mm-hmm. do the do the big reveal mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, like uh, to echo what the concrete guys said when they pulled on the yard the Tuesday after Easter. You're doing what to this? To this? <laughs> Is this uh, one of those extreme makeover uh-huh. things? Oh, fool and his money are soon parted. I see. <laughs> so I do think. Speaking of that, I think the when people say, "Well, you might as well build new," they're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but you I, wouldn't have the experiences the and the story. We the do, we do. House. But there's a lot of labor and money involved in tearing apart, and a lot of labor and money involved with putting things, trying to build you your talk, new what? addition on your crooked house. Yeah, the thing was built in '59. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's the first thing the concrete guys want to know. It's like, are we supposed to make this straight with the house, or I mean, yeah. straight, or straight in <laughs> in general? <laughs> I guess keep with the theme of the house. Tip it to the north. I don't know. Whatever. Can, can I see it when we drive by? It's the only concern I have at this point. Where will the marbles roll? Yes. Yeah. So we're excited. Still sleeping in the camper. We'll be till carpet's done upstairs. But does it get hey, easier? It does. That's my oh. encouragement to you, Wayne. I am sleeping like a baby oh, in the you camper. Love camping. <laughs> I love involuntarily camping when it's. Uh, or I should say, I love voluntary. Yes, involuntarily is when the wife's mad at you. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't love that, and I don't love the involuntary camping that we're having to do now. Um, it's you're homeless, man. Yeah, it's you're you're not paying property taxes to nothing. Right that's now. right. Yeah, <laughs> I am my own man. Wait, I am. Can you still be on the council? <gasps> oh. Oh. Oh, well, uh, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have that no, up. no, no, no. I have a mailing address that's in Sheldon. I do get my oh, mail oh, at you're the fine, new place, then. so okay. it's it's fine. The post office recognizes me. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean. You really are the uh, at-large now, though. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the at-large and recluse. Who knows yes. where he is? Uh, we were so close. So, yes, uh, last week, Tuesday, was our, uh, we started the big packing part and then last week wednesday was move out day um and we record here in my shop and mitch just walked through uh had to tiptoe his way through to get to here apparently the derecho also hit the (laughs) the shop at super high tech i had no idea did not affect the outsides (laughs) just the internal because i don't know every time that i've uh that I've moved, it was okay. Calculated thing. There's boxes and thing, you know, everything, a place for everything, everything in its place. And this time around, it was just like, just put it somewhere and get back so we can take another load. And it, so it, we have an entire storage garage, an entire garage that you could fit like uh, most of an airplane into. 
mm-hmm. full, and then uh, the third stall of the new house completely full as well. You never knew wow. you had so much stuff. <sighs> it's time for a roll off. Yep, grab a roll off. Okay, it's my or it's time for multiple trips to uh, Aaron's burn pile. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to structure this next comment correctly. Will my wife be listening to this? I had made suggestions early on in the process that maybe we had, you know, too much. You you don't even know. You but but this and that. Oh, okay, no, 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 done. We need that. Never mind. We don't have enough. <laughs> apparently, it is a. I see you craning your neck just yeah, to see out like, the window. like what kind of random crap you can see. Well, there's yeah. a waiting pool. I see it's only the necessities that, <laughs> that you've right. stored here. Take only what you need to survive. <laughs> now we. So then we've we've now converted converted this back room here into uh, kind of a pseudo makeshift living room. Got to have one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've uh, I've watched a few twins games here. Um. I probably spent more time here than my wife knows about. Oh, working late, honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> taking a quick snooze on the comfortable couch, and it. We're hoping that this weekend will be the weekend we can at least not be living in a camper, uh, at least not sleeping in a camper. That's what we're hoping for by this weekend. By really? this weekend, that's yes. a matter of days away. So, I've been. Mm. I'm. I'm just. I'm so used to the camper. I'm not sure I can go back to the king. <laughs> well, you can, you can. I'm so alone on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to a situation where when I fart, the camper doesn't move. You know, just <laughs> I, I put your stabilizers down. They are down. It's just. It's, we're hoping this weekend that. Uh, Electrical inspection will pass. It looks like the air conditioner got hooked up today. Yay. I don't know what else I need. Uh, there's a working toilet. You got and it. I can probably be hosed down. There's probably a hose I can find somewhere, and you just hose me down every once in a while so I can get the stank <laughs> off and be back. <laughs> I don't want that job. <laughs> be the hose man. Ah, uh, You'll like that. Although it was too short-lived, too short for you to really settle in. So, so have you, is there like a a calendar that is like etched in stone that you've been crossing out dates with the number of days you've been living in that camper? Or has it really just not been yeah. that big a deal for no, you? No, it, it was, I had August 15 in my mind for the longest time. And when that, around late July is when it became reality to me that that was n- not gonna happen and then that's it hurt yeah that breaks the morale that breaks the spirit uh, i suffered from depression for (laughs) probably well over a week and then i snapped out of it and now i'm happy how how was it last week is what i want to know when it was 90 so it was okay all our campers in the shop a camper in the air conditioned shop out of the sun yeah air conditioned no 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 air conditioning on top the shop is not air conditioned so the shop itself probably got up to 85 or 90 degrees so the shop used to be air conditioned and then we added new overhead doors and the overhead doors went where the blower was so that oh who needs air conditioning said the air conditioning (laughs) guy well, little did I know that I wish I had it, but 
So then we've got a five-gallon bucket that catches all the condensation from the AC of the camper, and that would have to be emptied out every other day last week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just because the the infiltration of the hot, humid air coming into the, cam- uh, into much, the shop. How much does it help the fact that you're not under directly under the sun? Huge. Yeah, it's got to be. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. The carpenters have figured out that I keep some of my beer in the camper fridge. <laughs> so they just help themselves yeah. to that randomly. They did. They figured it out last week and they're like, it is so cold in your camper. I mean, I mean, your fridge maybe has to cool the beer. 10 degrees is all. I mean, it's just so cold in there. It's like, I know I sleep with a big comforter and a sheet and I love it. Uh, but yeah, we wouldn't be able to do that if it was sitting outside because right. they're so, campers are so leaky and oh yeah, and we had that same thing. Uh, we so our first night in the camper was last week Wednesday, which would have been the twenty sixth, I think. And it was yeah, that was right in that stretch where it was like ninety something every single day. So we ate a lot of meals out just because it's like, well, we could either sit outside in the 90 degree weather or we could sit inside in the 85 yes. or we could go to a restaurant where it's like 70. So we we did that a lot. Well, yeah, You don't want to create heat in the camper either trying to cook or anything. No, and you create a right. lot of heat just being in just, there. Yeah, right? the human furnaces. I mean, this room was 70 degrees before you guys got here and it's already 76 because of your oh, hot your our hot air your your large masses <laughs> with the the right, excretion I, uh, of, of hot air if i was to go back to the books of air conditioning where we value how many btus the human releases <laughs> and they base that probably on a 150 pound individual <laughs> right. we're releasing the btus of 17 people in here well yeah, yeah. we'll probably have to move to like the bow vine scale now <laughs> which is funny you say that because there is actually a cattle per pound btu released schedule in there i had to use it one time for a show barn oh yeah to I figure suppose. out what size air conditioner the show barn needed well for crying out loud if cattle flatulence can create a hole in the ozone later <laughs> layer I, I can only imagine that it'll warm up your room a couple of degrees yeah it it does but so the last time we were on which feels like forever ago. We've all mm-hmm. been kind of that busy. And you were moving well, last week, so yeah. we couldn't do a pod. I know some people text, you guys doing a podcast? I feel like we're letting people down when we don't do it every week. Well, I'm sorry. I guess no, I'll, I'll I just quit moving quit your places. Life. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be fine. And, Mid- and Mitch, have you actually been up to anything? We, we've been talking about ourselves, and you... You're really good at that, so... <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> no, nothing of note, really. I'm oh, not, not living in a camper. Mm-hmm. Not homeless. Haven't conquered the seven seas on a pontoon yet. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't even know what I have done. Nothing. Yeah, you no, really have, haven't done anything. Have I went to Wise Eye. We already talked about. Yeah, it. I think to, that was the most eventful. Oh, you went thing. to you went to Demo last weekend. Oh, to Des Moines. Yeah, we went to Des Moines. Yep. Uh, oh, is a, that what the cool kids say? Demo. Demo. It took me a minute to pick up on. Yeah, that. I was. I'm. I'm hip. I'm with it. Uh, so I did. I did get to see the derecho damage in person on the way down there. You see the pictures, and yeah, and you're not sure to what extent the there is damage. But yeah, we went down, uh, shot down Highway 20 over to uh, west of Fort Dodge, and then shot south through uh, Jefferson. And yeah, you get around that that Highway 30 area, and it was really widespread. Probably not as much property damage as maybe I thought there would be, but I Just think that's crop. further east. But the crop damage was was huge down there, so that kind of I don't know. Yeah. We're we're all complaining about the drought around yeah. here, and 
Yeah. Could be a heck of a lot worse. Could all be laying on the ground. Yeah, so. but what so I'm asking you as a farmer who understands insurance, wouldn't it be better to have a a crop that had plenty of rain through the spring and summer and then flattened to where they'll calculate your yield off of that as opposed to a, your crop standing up and the drought just frying it off and getting 150 bushel? Possibly. It, it depends on... And not everybody has as, insurance, yeah, right? I was going to well, say they have crop do. insurance. Most yeah. some percent of people do. But, but yeah, it depends on what level and blah, blah, what your local basis is at the elevator and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, this year... Yeah, that might be true. Yeah, might be better to be wiped out, but sure. that's not well, usually. Speaking the of case. wiping out, you see these. The I'm gonna assume they're kids. I'm gonna hope that they're kids because if they're full grown adults, I will take. Uh, I'm sure people will take a baseball bat to them. But these, uh, there have been a couple fields oh, yeah. in Sioux County mm. that have actually been driven through, just toppling acres of corn. That's why we need a good bout of rain so the idiots get stuck and. You got the vehicle in the middle mm-hmm. of the field. A vehicle stuck in a cornfield. It sounds vaguely familiar. It didn't have corn it in it. It was not planted yet. <laughs> Ruined that. He had a reason guys. to be there. Yeah. 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 Learned a lot. Learned a lot that time about neighbor etiquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The things you should do, the things you should not do. Mm-hmm. All right. I tell you what, we're going to take a brief time out. Uh, coming up, segment two, let's take a look at, we'll break down our conversation with. You just about said, we'll take a look at our weather forecast today. <laughs> KWA, yeah. KWA FM. Sheldon, Iowa. <laughs> uh, it's hard to put away. It really I'll is. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what, because that's the only time you hear yourself. In headphones is all right. Forecast for today calls for sunshine, high of 75 degrees. Overnight, we might see a chance of showers. Then, Saturday, end of your weekend looking fine. Hey, coming up after the break, it's the uh, breakfast edition of the new. Uh, wait, no, nope, no, breakdown nope, of nope. JD Schulten. <laughs> God, no, dang it. <laughs> So close. Or if it's if it's our show, it's just okay, let's uh, talk about an obituary. <laughs> It's just the theme of our show. Anyway, we are back with more after this here on Dutch by Association. We're back. Now we are. Now we're back. Hey, it's segment two. (laughs) Segment two of the Dutch by Association podcast. So we talked about before we went to break that we had the opportunity to sit down with our first federal political candidate mm-hmm. jd Schulten was uh, kind enough to accept our invitation to right why'd you invite well why'd you invite the democrat first we'll be, we're part I mean, of the liberal uh, media now <laughs> we are part of the drive-by media yeah now for uh, in all seriousness jd was very quick very quick to accept uh we obviously are uh men of a certain age and that age is being uh, somewhat Twitter centric, and so that was how we were able to get a hold of JD. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have actually reached out to Randy Feenstrom and uh, uh, had have had extended conversations with him over the you last have. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. that We've all are and pleaded uh, to that no avail. That are all saying, well, one of these days, one of these days, he's a busy man. One of these days, come November four, yeah. you know how many pizza ranches there are in his district. <laughs> That's a lot of campaign stops, buddy. 
<laughs> 63 days to the election. Isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. yeah. He's got to hit 135 pizza ranches in 63 <laughs> days. Oh, my bowels. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I, I, hope I get it. he's a, not rolling around with an RV. That'd get ugly real fast. <laughs> Hopefully I get a text back from him one of these days saying, here's my open dates, because I think we will gladly make anything work. Oh, absolutely. It just really worked well that JD just was coming through the area, stopped in Sibley like the next day in Sioux Center the day following. He was making his trip up here. So two weeks ago, Tuesday. And it was an interesting, he had an interesting entourage. He had his uh, comms gal who mm-hmm. was, was really nice, got everything set up for us, was you know, let us know that he was running late and this and that. And then like his campaign manager was, was just really chill and just brought some beer. Yeah. He's like, yeah, (laughs) here's some beer, you guys. Yeah. We got, we got some when we were in Sioux city and, here you go. We're, we give this as a gift to you. Hopefully that's not like a... Did it get drank already or is that part of that? Uh, no. Um, Mitch and I had some. One. And then... The other four disappeared. I don't know where. They're in my camper right oh. now. Oh. Because I didn't have mine yet. Oh. Well, they're in my mm. camper. If you want to go to Hills Park... No, that's fine. I'll stay here. Uh, you can guess which camper's mine. It's going to be pretty hard to figure out. And um, you, you can go get it. It's you and the pickup bed camper. <laughs> It, no, the pickup bed camper actually left. Uh, so, so now it's you and the you. person in the shelter house. Well, no, there because so there's a there's like a, a class A motorhome there, and then uh, somebody who showed up at like ten o'clock last night, which vroom, 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 was a little sketch, as the kids say, it was a little sketch. But I haven't been there yet today. But I've just been uh, informed by my wife that. Uh, the dog uh, chewed a hole through something, peed on something, and um, I should probably just sleep here in the shop tonight. Because he's your dog. Because he's my dog, is right. <laughs> and you bear full responsibility individually for the actions of that dog. Well, and, and now I've made it impossible to jettison said dog because of the fact that my daughter is just enamored with him. That's her dog now. All of a sudden? All of a sudden. Yeah, that doesn't mean he can't go on an adventure. Yeah, I don't There's know. There's a lot of things that are. Doesn't he want to visit your adventures. farm, Aaron? Can, can, I, can we do a life <laughs> lesson right now? Reggie, the blind diabetic dog, goes to the tall, tall grass. grass. Yeah. <laughs> Make a children's book out of it. That way it will be his legacy. <laughs> when you guys come over this weekend, you'll see all the mounds of dirt out in the grass. <laughs> Wow, we didn't realize that uh, the Tall Grass Cattle Company was part of the legal system because I see the judge sitting right there. <laughs> One would say that he had 45 rounds of... No, no, no. The 45 caliber round. Hmm. So, but we... Back pre- to J.D. Scolton. How did we get here? We started with J.D. Scolton. Schulten. 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 My oh, goodness. Say it That was wrong. funny. The first, the first one. So at what age did you, you realize, realize that you your name was being mispronounced or you were mispronouncing your own name? Or <laughs> <laughs> start us off on the right foot. He's, he was a good sport about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was. I, obviously, I'm sure we weren't the uh, only ones to have ever brought that to his attention. Oh, we're... We're not as clever as we think we are. No, I'd like to think we are, but I've had a lot of feedback from listeners on the interview, and uh, I will say, reflecting back on it, it went extremely well as far as interviews go, and I think that's because I've been part of radio and morning show and have had absolute (laughs) crappy interviews happen. (laughs) 
where where someone was trying to describe how to correctly cook a Thanksgiving oh, turkey. That was the worst. <laughs> I don't Twenty remember minutes. that one. Twenty minutes. Twenty of, minutes. Oh, it was oh. probably fifteen minutes of correctly. And I feel bad for turkey. I feel bad for the gal if she would ever hear this and know that we. And it just, wasn't her fault. It, it was wasn't. Sanford told it was her. Sanford you're said, "You're gonna go, and you've got this amount of time, and you need to be prepared. You, you need to you fill need to all prepare. twenty minutes with yeah. turkey prep." Well, they scared her so bad that she'd written a college level report on cooking a turkey and then read it on air and it was the worst radio ever <laughs> and it was about like the uh and she would, wouldn't look up so we weren't able to do the was, like you gotta cut it gotta stop yeah, and do the the she whole hand shaking come on come on come on and then you want to be sure that the turkey doesn't reach 175 degrees and i didn't know tryptophan could uh, travel over the airwaves and put me to sleep but well, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't her fault. She was it was how she was prepped and came in and that was bad. But we've had others beyond that too. You, it's the high school kid theater. Oh yeah, the theater. Yeah. So tell us about the show. It's happening. It's a play. <laughs> oh, what else? What, what role character do you have? are you? Jim. <laughs> Who's Jim? A man. Or the whole you go out and then they tell you go out into the entry and oh, the person that's supposed to be, be in charge isn't here. And we can't get a hold of them. Yeah, because because yeah, this is going to never fail. That it was seven. You know, we'd have to have them on air at seven ten a.m. and at seven oh five, you get just a bunch of white eyes. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but I think that was back, that was good training for the, for these folks. It by was the way. so having JD on and him being and I, I should I guess I should take a step back and say that's what you would expect out of someone running for office that they would be able to talk, mm-hmm. but just having him come on and, and being able to talk uh, and explain his ideals and that kind of thing that was really a lot of fun. I really appreciated it. JD seems like a really decent guy. Like. You you can disagree without having to be disagreeable, with JD. Schultz. Yes, yeah, and I appreciate that. What, what I also what I appreciated is uh, he made it a point to talk about the things that he was for and not the things that he was against. Yep, and he I don't know that he ever really referenced his opponent hardly at all. Yeah, not directly. No, no, no. And, and he never he never used the opponent's name. No, and I and, would say a little bit of that is our fault because we were supposed to bring up. A basketball game. Oh, oh yeah. shoot. That's right. And we yes, forgot. we did. We were because yeah. uh, a particular newsman in town wanted us to put pressure on J.D. Schulten yeah. on air and, yeah. and it slipped our minds. Whoops. Yeah, we were supposed to uh, yeah, uh, try well, and set this whole deal up. We're, we've and been trying getting, to apply getting, the pressure to Feenstra to come on. We're getting short on time. Yet, yeah. So the basketball game, I mean, that. Kind of pie in the oh sky. yeah! If he can't make it on here he for an hour on. and fifteen minutes of a podcast, he can't do a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. If he can't make time for something this important, this important, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No doubt. But it was a good time. I and I did. I would say out of everything we've done, he brought the most amount of feedback from listeners to me. And it really wasn't ever. I would say the bulk of the responses I got were, "He's actually like a decent guy." And isn't that something, though? Isn't that telling that that it's the fact that he's got the D behind his name that people just assume that he he and Nancy Pelosi are just the same person, right? So they just assume that this person is going to be so uh, out of touch with how 
Northwest Iowa works. If we didn't have two parties, if everybody just kind of ran as themselves, JD would receive a lot of support in Northwest Iowa. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and one of the things that enamored me about him, or at least I appreciated about him, was the fact that there's a lot of money that he could stand to make in this position. And even just as a candidate, he says, and I hope that this is true, I guess uh, proof will be in the pudding, but that he didn't uh, accept any money from the D triple C. So that, I mean, that alone shows you that he's not beholden. So that gives you a little bit of hope, I guess, that if, if he were the elected official, that he wouldn't just instantly go all straight, uh, Nancy Pelosi crazy and party line. Well, and that's what drives me nuts about politics today. And, and I need to stay away from this stuff on social media. But I've seen it a lot lately where, you know, somebody makes a comment that's critical of Trump or whoever. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, well, I suppose you're going to vote for Joe Biden. And then they're like, well, yeah. Well, that's all I need to know about you as a person. Yep. Like, wow. <laughs> yep. I now, mean, how yeah, you know you no longer are a valid You're, human being. Yeah. I mean, agree with them or not, but that is the fact that people are how nearsighted. That, well, that, that attached to a political candidate. I mean, it's pretty pathetic. Well, really. and and I don't feel that my political affiliation defines who I am as a person. It is a personal belief, yes, and um, but I am more comfortable being an issues voter, being uh, versus a party line voter, or maybe I guess maybe the better way to put it would be to vote for the person that I agree with most versus voting with the party I agree with most, because sometimes those aren't the same person. Yeah, exactly. And to think that we can divide the United States into two separate camps. Where each I aligns agree with, each with other. everything on this side or everything on this side. That's, but don't yeah, you think the, pro- the problem is that I think we could just take East Coast and West Coast and carve them off. They could fight each other politically. And I think if, if we didn't have those influences, the Midwest... It, all the way down to the, the, the southern port, you know, the, the, the middle of the country. If if that was all we had to deal with politically, I think we'd get along pretty well. We could. I'll tell you this. The first time I realized as a young man that Iowa had voted Democrat through like a couple presidential, uh, like George H.W. Bush or something like that. I was shook as a kid. Both my parents were Republican, grew up in a group of people that were predominantly Republican. And I thought, I live in Iowa. Iowa is as good as it gets. So the Iowa as a state must be 99.5% Republican. And I remember when I saw it, it would have been like an 88 or 92 or something. Yeah, back then. And just seeing that Iowa had more Democrat votes than Republican. My entire worldview was just <gasps> flipped on it. I didn't know we had these bad people here. <laughs> right. Who who are these heathens? But I'll I'll ask you this: Do you think if J.D. Shulton was raised by a couple of Republicans, he would be a Democrat right now, or do you think he he would be a Republican? Because I think that he talked a lot about how his mom and his mom sounded like she was kind of out in left field, like yeah. mm-hmm. make love, not war, a hippie, yeah. uh, yep. and so. She, now you've got JD and he's not out where mom was. No. Nope. He's more central. Uh some of it is your upbringing. 
Well, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I but I mean your but, title. But, well, my mom and dad were Republican. I'm Republican. And I think a lot of it will have to deal with the fact that if he wants to get into office and to make a change here, when he started, it was either you're going to be fighting Steve King as a Republican, you're going to be fighting Steve King as a Democrat. What do you have a better, where do you have a better platform? And I'd even, I talked to you, Wayne, about if I would run as a Democrat, I would run as a pro-life Democrat against Steve King. Yeah. Yeah. He brought that up. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and then, because I thought if you could convince people to not just check that box at the top that says party, straight party line vote, yep. if you could get people to vote individual races and come out as a pro-life Democrat, you could probably defeat Steve King on the on the general ballot. General and, you made, and you made a good point about single issue voters and that. Uh, especially around here in a very Christian conservative area, that is a, a, a big topic. I mean, that you're going to garner a lot of votes based on one particular uh, subject. So, and that's a party platform. So you're going to get party line voting yeah, from a right. party platform. Just because of that. But, but all in all, looking back on it, it went, I would say, went better than what I had expected, I guess. Yeah. And maybe I came in maybe a little too negative. Here comes this hippie. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, you thought that? I can't believe it. Uh, no, no, I did not prejudge him. There was no prejudice. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and before he left, he said, hey, love to come on again before the election. And I hope we have that opportunity because it was... It, it was, was a enjoyable. lot of fun visiting yeah. with him. And now that we know where he goes after a podcast in Sheldon. We should just go there. Just go there, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, Mitch, what, what was your your takeaway from it, you know, now that we've had some time to uh, listen, reflect? Well, and I'm a, I guess I'm a, just to preface this, I'm a registered Republican mainly so that I can vote in primaries, not because I am a you know, party line, party voter. line voter. Sure. Right. But I lean that direction a little more. So, but he's more Republican than a lot of Republicans on some of the issues that he talked about when it comes to the antitrust laws, uh, standing up for the RFS, which was, a uh, originally a Republican driven thing sure. with, with George W. Bush. He standing up for that more than a lot of Republicans are because they don't want to go against what Donald Trump and his administration want to do. And, and I respect the crap out of that, yeah. you know, and and that's why I, I asked him about that because it's kind of fashionable to hate big ag and to hate corn and we need, everything should be solar and run on, you know, rainbows Hopes and, and dreams, yeah. <laughs> but that's not how the world works. He understands that. So I appreciate that he's willing to break with them on things that he's passionate about, uh, things that are important to people in this district or should be, yeah, it's what makes this district run. It's what makes our world go round. Yeah, uh, whether you agree with it or not, that that is the economic engine driving our district. Like it or not, yep. Th- this place has no reason to exist without agriculture, and agriculture will cease to exist the way it does if we don't have those things. Uh, if though they don't remain the way they are, so. That's really important to me, and it should be really important to everybody that lives in this town and lives in this district. So I really appreciate that about J.D. Schulten. I disagree with him on some other things, but 
you know, that I guess for me, that's my main takeaway is it was refreshing to have somebody that didn't just go along with whatever the party platform is for their party. Um, he broke with them on some other things too. I, I like that because that, that's me. That's me personally. I, I may identify slightly more Republican, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with every damn thing they do. I think that's stupid. Yeah. And I, I think the that you're absolutely right where agriculture is the single engine that will drive this entire area. And I think that the problem will become where that comes to a head with single issue voters um, that are more interested, I should say, that are more driven by faith beliefs versus economic beliefs. Right. So those are. Uh, two sides of a, a of a similar coin when when it comes to how they're represented um, from, yeah, I from would, party platform. I would say that what you just said would be the main the the fight that most people would have in Northwest Iowa. I really like what he had to say about this and this and this, but he's not willing to go to bat for me on abortion. Yep. Yeah, and there he, there comes your point of making your decision as you brought up Wayne. Do you want to you how do, how do you want to look at that? Are you, vote, you, are you voting choice? with your 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 wallet or your conscience? He was way more moderate on that issue though than a lot of people in his party. Yeah. I will I will give him that. Yeah, but yeah. that's but to a single issue voter, that's not enough. It's either you're you're with us or against us. There's no like, and I would and say I, I appreciated. Yeah, I'm sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, I appreciated how he he presented it. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, where the rubber meets the road, it's you're gonna have a, a tough time trying to convince uh, that a, a large segment of the population here in Northwest Iowa that that's that you can that you're you're going to operate. I, well, I'll say this. I disagree with him on that issue personally, um, but he does have a point about realistically the way to reduce, you know, the frequency at which that occurs. And that being and that abortion. is not just yeah abortion, yeah. not just banning it. But there are other things that that we could do better as a country that would make people not even want to do that to begin with. I think he has a pretty valid point there. And as a Christian I think we can do better on those things too. Um, so, so and and that really comes down to a fundamental issue where can can you as a Christian say that it's all or nothing? Can can we make strides as Christians to be to get closer to uh, zero abortions versus if you even. Uh, if you even consider abortion being on the table, then then you're no longer valid. Sure. And I would say that's a fight within Christianity as a whole in America right now on do you is it OK to just push towards less abortions or must you always, always, always push towards zero no matter what? Do you do you see things as small victories or it's all or nothing? Uh, and that's a that's a battle going on in in the thought well, of of the Christian society in America. In my mind, the all or nothing attitude keeps you from winning some of ever those small achieving victories. anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, and you know when it comes to your economic side with the renewable renewable fuel standard, how will how do you think uh, Feenstra will align with that? 
Do you, uh, or I get because I and I'm asking you this just because I, I, I think, don't know what the party line is I think on the Republican. He in side. general will support it. Uh, Randy Feenstra, however, is very supportive of Donald Trump in general, so I think he'll have a hard time breaking away it, it with you know from what uh, the way they're handling it. Sure. Or criticizing the so way So it'll be interesting right? because we talked a little bit of this off air. When you're running as a Republican and you understand who's at the top yeah, and who, quote unquote, controls the Republican Party, do you bite the hand that feeds you? Can you be like J.D. Scholten and say, forget the leadership of my party, forget the organization of my party. I am who I am and I believe these things and I'm running like this. Is Randy Feenster that type of guy or not? Oh, and that, I mean, I, that, 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 I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so, so heroic, right? It like, does. like, you know, party be damned. I'm going to fight for my constituents and in and, and my district and this and that. But unfortunately, well, history uh, does not well, uh, yeah, bode well as far as that goes. When, when Trump was in Iowa a few weeks ago, Joni Ernst called him out on that issue, if you want to call it calling it out. It, w- it would have been um, profuse Dad? thanks and praise <laughs> for all the great things you've done for the RFS, other than, you know, not supporting it at all and granting all these waivers and, you know, basically shit canning it in a roundabout way. Right. Other than that, man, you're awesome, but yeah. could you just do a little more even? And I'm like, why? you know, this is a guy that, that people, people who support him, his most vehement supporters, Love him for being a no BS guy, telling it like it is, being a straight shooter, mm-hmm. and but yet you have to fawn over him to even make just the tiniest little yeah try to get some sort of for a little some, crumb sure, just to try sir. to get some sort of concession. I yeah. can't stand that. So I've got to ask you this: uh, went uh, between my house and Sibley, uh, and between Sanborn and Sheldon, new new Trump signs. Within the last week. All over the place. A All over the place. huge one yep. between my house and Sibley on, on a grain wagon. Farmers for Trump. Does that, you, you are in the thick of it as much as anybody I know. Does that surprise you? Do these guys, maybe they're uninformed? I'm not going to say that. Um, I think a lot of people just want to believe what they want to believe. And they like so many other things about the guy that they put their blinders on. When sure, they're willing to gloss to over those some issues. Things. And they're saying, hey... We've gotten tough on China, and we needed to do that. Yeah, maybe, but you know, you know what? Here's what. Here's where China, uh, as far as intellectual property theft and things like that. Well, that's great that you're sticking up for uh, Bill Gates, so that I can take it in the shorts on right. corn price. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I'll wait for my check in the mail from Bill Gates. I don't give a crap about Bill Gates, frankly. So why why is that my issue? Why do I care about that as a farmer sure. so, as right. someone in agriculture so then think about it like this if you have someone say like a jd Shulton who is working towards antitrust and and working to, uh, who is pro uh you know abolishment of the, or uh, a proponent of the re- renewable fuel standard can these trump supporters farmer trump supporters that are making their money their livelihood off of uh, exporting grain is it possible for them to be a single issue voter on abortion and then at the same time say uh well i really would rather if we could you know settle to china and um you know get ethanol plants back and that sort of thing i i don't that to me i i don't see how that dichotomy exists i mean how, how does that work i don't know i i just uh 
I think from that standpoint, you'd be pretty short-sighted not to at least call out and criticize the way it's been handled. I'm not, I'm not saying you absolutely shouldn't vote for Trump. I'm not trying to denigrate anyone's opinion or anything of the sort. Nor nor am I. I just, when you talk. But I think it's BS. You got to dance around the guy like that because, because it's such a cult of personality. I mean, you bring up the flags. That's great. I don't care if you want to wave a Trump flag around, whatever. But I don't understand that the passion over a, a person like it's it's still just a guy. He's still and just, not just any guy. He's a guy that has kind of not such a pretty history. Yeah. Would you be okay if your kid grew up and behaved just like him through most of his life until he was seventy? Yeah. Well, we didn't elect a pastor. Okay. Yep. So, so all the uh, <laughs> I asked just a simple question. I guess we didn't when we elected Bill Clinton either, did we? Well, you got but a, a lot of there. people had a hell of a lot of problems with the way he conducted himself. You got a himself. point there. Myself included, but that doesn't mean that because now the guy has an R behind his name and is doing a few things that I like that I should excuse that. Yep, 100%. So now if we're looking at this, we say, all right, if I vote for candidate A, call it Shulton, I will be able... I will be voting for someone who will help me continue to prosper in my profession, agriculture, versus Feenstra, call it candidate B, not necessarily Feenstra, but we'll just, I mean, we're talking in pseudo hypotheticals here, and he supports, uh, he is for what my uh, what my heart tells me, which is, no abortion. How do you internalize that? So, well, and I would say this too. Trump is doing his absolute best over the last few weeks to frame this as a Republicans are pro-police and pro-authority and Democrats are pro-chaos and pro-destruction. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that politically could work for him. Uh, and then I would say, well, yeah, well, I'm pro uh, anybody with an R behind their name because they're pro uh, police and order. Right. I'm not pro anything with a D behind their name because they are. I haven't heard one person with a D behind their name talk about uh, how the rioting is bad and uh, this and this and that. So you know, there's there are there is more to it. While these people are single issue voters, it's not that they turn their nose at everything else a Republican quote unquote stands for. The whole idea of smaller government and. Uh, Lower taxes to the point of ballooning deficits. Oh, no, I said the second part that I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> Just the first part, lower taxes. And uh, any, anything else in the platform, Term right? Term limits. Uh, no, that's not on the platform. I think that might be like on your local platform, and by the time it makes it to the state platform, it just the whiteout comes well, out. <laughs> you, you know, speaking of platforms, I mean, it, the Republican platform, they didn't even have one this year. They said... Whatever Trump says, that's what we support. They literally came out and said that. This that's cult, too bad. cult personality thing, I don't like that. Sure. And I don't care who it is. I didn't like that some people were that way about Obama, that everything he could do or everything he did, he could do no wrong. And he was, you know, you couldn't criticize the guy. Certain people had that attitude about him. I didn't like that either. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why we have to worship a politician. But unfortunately, it's become that way in America. You're this or you're that. Yeah, well, and uh, I reject that, and I appreciate yeah. that about and you guys. I, and I think, yeah, that that's absolute bullshit, one hundred percent. And I, because that's that's not how life works. 
it's not we don't live in a society of black and white we are all shades of gray that's what life is and the way that life can prosper is when you start getting away from the black and white and you get start getting more gray and suddenly some color and we have the Wizard of Oz going <laughs> to color, and everybody's happy. And well, we squished the witch, which is okay. Well, we know what we know. We know what happened when they introduced color into the Andy Griffith show. We do. Everything it, it went, went to pot. It did. So. It's bad. Andy Griffith went home. Or yeah, Barney left. Oh, it's a sad deal. Oh boy, this is probably one of the most serious political podcasts we have done. Which this is the you got to do it. I yeah, guess it's the last time. Personally, I don't. I don't think we're we're being divisive. Or no, 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 no. We're just dealing with politics. Sort. No, I know, no, but I know. But, but the, we've kind of tread lightly on that. But when people ask me, but, how did you ever get to be with Wayne? How did and there's a backstory there. But how yeah. did you ever decide that Wayne would be someone you wanted to spend time with? And how did Mitch? A guy who texts along with 50 other people into the morning show. How did that ever come to be a thing with you three guys? I would say it's because of our common understanding that this isn't a one or the other deal in life. Right. That's one of the things that we appreciate about each other is you can actually have a discussion about things. Yeah. And have a discussion and, and leave your egos and your emotions at the door and just... Well, it's not what? like we've never had a heated discussion before. Sure. Oh, but, yes. But you have sworn at me. <laughs> I, I oh, didn't swear. I did not. Man. Oh, no. Only over. now. Now, to be fair, the only time he does that is if we bring up <laughs> we, we bring up the JD. We just can't. As long as we don't talk about that. Oh, bleep bleep. <laughs> Oh, how about that Monsanto and burpity uh, yeah. burpity burp? If you're going to bring up conspiracy theory crap, then I'm going to call you out on it. That Sorry. Now, Aaron, uh, you, you think about, uh, and I don't mean to pick on you, but just to, to give our listeners a frame of focus here. You grew up in the quintessential CR, Christian Reformed household. Where you guys worked together, you played together, you lived together, you prayed together. Mm-hmm. And you were someone who went and went on to the bigger city and saw what it had to offer and went, ah, what? So, and, <laughs> and you then, know, that that's interesting because I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I somehow rejected my upbringing because that's not the case. I am replicating my upbringing for my kids. Well, no, that, and, but, but um, yeah, yeah, so don't, yeah, let me so, finish here. And I guess sure. what, what I want to say is that you, so you have had the experience of having some worldliness mm-hmm. and to, to see exactly what has been out there. And then to come back and to exactly like you say, to to raise your children in, in the household that you want to raise them in, which is uh, echoing those same values, yeah. uh, a, a Christ-centered household, which is awesome. So I think the only difference is you're, you're teaching them a little bit of, uh, of, of just understanding yeah. of that... And- I would say I'm having conversations with my kids that my folks didn't have with me. Now my mom didn't my mom didn't grow up in that type of household per se. It was close, but it wasn't exactly like my dad's. Yeah. yeah. So uh my mom always had kind of a voice in my one ear. 
letting me know about how the real things are happening and uh, how the world works. But yeah, when I, so I turned 18 on August 15, August 16, I moved out of my house into an apartment with three other guys who I'd never met before. And I remember driving to Sunshine Foods up in Sioux Falls, and that's when it hit me. I'm in the parking lot at a grocery store, and I don't know what in the nuts I'm doing. He's hyperventilating. Yes, I'm like, I have to buy food for myself, and it's not just Mountain Dew and Doritos. I cannot live on Mountain Dew and Doritos. I also need uh, the pizza rolls. Yes, pizza rolls. Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. Jack's Thin Crust. Four for $10. No, it's... uh, And... Spending a couple years there and uh, gaining close friendships with people who ended up kind of where I was mentally, but came a different way. Sure. Uh, It was, uh, I learned uh, a ton and then coming home and working with people that didn't grow up like I did. And we joke about growing up under a rock, but I kind of did. I, I was sheltered. I was protected. But at the same time, I'm trying to do that with my own kids because I feel that is the best way for me to raise them. But at the same time, we are spending time discussing things that I didn't really ever have discussed with me. Uh, and the, but, I'll tell you this, the best avenue to teach your kids about life, listen to country music and explain the lyrics. <laughs> there is incredible stuff in country music <laughs> I put for your children. And sex. Not that uh, not particular that. line, but... <laughs> That's what the bull in the cattle yard. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. thinking yeah. more like Sammy Kershaw, yes. Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. Yeah, they're just oh, there's a country music song about this lady just hopes her her ex boyfriend gets dumped by his new girlfriend so he can experience. And it's like let's these are the lyrics of this song that is so well, catchy, and let's see, talk about that and how that is right or wrong. But anyways, you, you don't have trashy relatives, so. The country music <laughs> is your version of trashy relatives to use. To, so you know how cousin Billy did this. Yeah. Oh God, I oh. have those. I know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I yeah. would say I guess they're, they're I'm been, unfortunate in that respect. But it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it. But I will. But think of it like this: it, Had you not been raised in a household of accepting other people. Of oh, of listening yes. to them, of of understanding that while you are true to your faith and your beliefs, that mm-hmm. you are still able to listen and understand and talk to other people, um, that helped expand your knowledge. And while it may not have changed your core beliefs, it allowed you to get a perspective to at least, if nothing else, understand where they're coming from. Oh, and then yeah. and then be able to, to I, sit sit at the table like what we do today. Because it was interesting to learn that other people were nice, good, God fearing people that didn't grow up like I did. I was like, oh, what? that's mm-hmm. interesting. I oh. thought you had to mirror my walk. I thought you had to be like clones of me. Uh, yeah, so that was an interesting, not necessarily shocking to me, but it it was it was a really good thing to get away. Yeah. Uh, even just to Sioux Falls. Even just for a while. But yeah, um, some of the most reasonable, I would say, open-minded people I know to what you're talking about are the people who maybe went out into the world and realized that, you know, some of that's not for them, but gained an understanding of other people mm-hmm. and then maybe came back to the world that they originated in. The people that either never left or left and then latched on to whatever they happened to cling to at college or whatever 
those people are the ones on the extremes that I, I, and, I, and, I and I think that the the fact that the three of us are able to coexist as well as we do is the fact that Aaron grew up here in that particular quote unquote shell, but was but was given the the ability to adapt and understand. You grew up, Mitch, uh, grew up as a just a hard worker that understands that maybe he's not always right and then um, appreciates knowledge and understanding and has become a salesman and, and knows that talking to people and understanding people is going to be key to his existence. And then there's me who is just uh, didn't have any choice but to adapt. Like, you've you adapted well. Yeah, thank you've you. adapted well. <laughs> Appreciate that, guys. So, all right, we're going to... We didn't even get into any None of the segment of two Yeah, stuff. we don't have to. That's, That's fine. That's fine. Save them for next week. All right, back with segment three, our final segment after this. I didn't realize you could were so like all right i gotta get in the zone it's segment number three like both of you were just like okay all right if the first two segments suck we gotta really get this one together you guys redemption time yeah eye of the tiger is playing in my mind right now carrying it home it is the cream of the fight aaron i one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about um and we'll bring this into uh some stories that that involve us too but uh recently you were able to talk to your father about the dangers of the internet. No, oh, but I haven't talked to him yet. I've talked to my mom about the dangers of the internet <laughs> plus dad. Well, have you turned on oh. safe search for him? Maybe. Will that weed out the conspiracy theories? I don't know. So my dad yeah, is Alex been, Jones will where, still where be part it? of how safe is, search. How is he finding these things? I right think, now, let's back up. Let's back up. All so right, now, so dad had a flip phone forever. And it's like, you want to text the guy, and it just was a mess. So it's like, okay, Dad, it was around first of the year. Dad, we're getting you an iPhone, and we'll get you one with the button. It's just so easy. The button will bring you home. You get lost, <laughs> go to the to button. And we got him a, a button, and it was fine. He could read text. He really wouldn't send any out. And then all of a sudden, about a month ago, he starts talking about weird things that he thinks are normal like 5g is going to <laughs> kill us all. melt your brain yes literally melts your brain did and, you know uh, so anybody I, listening if you spend any time on social media it is all of the crazy things you've read on social media my dad has seen in video form and believes them to be true bill gates and this Fauci or whatever his name Fauci. is. Fauci. Fauci or like, yeah. in, they, like... They have a plan to reduce they, the world population. By one third and all this other stuff. And my dad is seeing it. And my dad... Okay, so like 63, 64-ish. He is from the generation who watched Walter Cronkite uh, say what was true and right and could be believed by every fiber of your body. And that is instilled in this generation that anything that comes across with video and audio equals truth. If, yeah, if you have a microphone, you're speaking the truth. Unless yeah. you're Aaron, possibly <laughs> then he I might not. not be. He might not agree with that. But, but my or, poor dad, or, or so I Wayne think or Mitch, he has or, he has Facebook, and he goes to Facebook. And does he have his own Facebook, or does he? He just, does no picture. Imagine that. All right, well, that's how the government puts you in their database. That's right. 
Come on. Do you remember remember when the, the whole, uh, there was an app that could make you look old, and yes, I did that to I you, and I, I apologize for that, Mitch. Uh, oh, yeah, because then it got <laughs> sent Russians to the Russians. Have you? Oh, man. Oh. Does he have his real name on there, or is it like... No, it's his real name. Well, it started oh, before be. he saw these videos that would have taught him not to use his real name, but oh, it's just like... I feel I cringe a little bit when he starts talking about something he saw. I saw a video about how. Oh, no, oh, no. Well, oh, boy. Isn't that See, we about- don't believe those things because we uh, drink uh, water with fluoride in it, so the government controls our mind. Right. Whereas my dad <laughs> he, has he the doesn't. fluoride removed through his RO system, oh, right, no. and is smart enough to know that. That could very well be Mitch, but us three, and I would say a lot of our listeners have understood that just because you see a video on Facebook or anything on Facebook, believe it's false first. Yes. Yep. And then if you really want to believe it, maybe do some research on your own. Guilty until proven innocent. Absolutely. That's a, and and isn't that something? I mean, it's such a, a, a disconnect from what we've been taught our entire lives. So we, by we, I mean, super high tech, my work, we have uh, the FedEx drop deal and we, we do FedEx packages and stuff like that. So we get a lot of people that are of the elderly age that want to come in. A lot of times they've never been in before and they just said, okay, well, I have a package that I need to ship off overnight to Kuala Lumpur or... Weehawken, New Jersey, or just some sort of crazy thing, and then we look at them like we've we've got it figured out now that like we can, if we look a little bit, they've got like this. Please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. Kind of deal to them. Whereas if you're if you're shipping something off, because a lot of times we'll get if we'll get uh, say a mortgage document in, like oh yeah, no, I just gotta overnight this mortgage document so that way I can get my house bought and then leave here and mm-hmm. or come here, whatever. And these people, they don't look at you. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shipping off a magazine. Oh, you're shipping off a magazine that costs approximately $123 to ship. Hmm. Okay, this seems this package seems a little heavy. Um, ma'am, has anyone asked you to send money through the mail? Well, no, 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 that's never happened to me. So then we have to go through the cops and then it turns out yeah they're they're about to ship off five thousand dollars in cash that will never be uh recollected thinking that they have a family member in trouble so that goes to the like you said like the walter cronkite the Mm -hmm. you you believe when someone gets a hold of you you your first instinct is to believe them yeah, unless you have a grandfather like I have who would tell me to sit in jail. <laughs> Obviously, if, if you deserved a, it. Yes, if he received a phone call from his grandson asking for $5,000, my grandfather would tell I him. I hope you're in a jurisdiction that allows caning because that's what you need, boy. Right. Oh, oh, while I was drinking, you oh, said that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, when I think of this, whose grandpa? what type of grandparent? 
What? My grandpa would tell me to sit. You obviously deserve it. The police would not have thrown you in jail if you didn't have done something stupid. Learn your lesson. Every grandparent, (laughs) every grandparent has the one grandparent. Well, my my grandma would probably have shelled out the five thousand for it, but my grandfather, no. No, no, no. You sit, son. You did something stupid. And then let let me write down that this infraction so that way I remember it when it comes down to filling the will. (laughs) let's just all right yes so unfortunately 17 people from a different country have tried to solicit funds for my grandpa to bust me out of prison (laughs) and all it's done is cost me anything in the will that could have been there for me so getting back to the crux of our conversation we're talking about how yeah you can't believe everything that you read on the internet and we've we've had that that's a common theme so how have you been able to go about instructing your father that? I haven't. I haven't. I talked to my mom about it. Oh. I'm like, Mom, maybe you should visit with Dad about the stuff he's like watching and believing. And I guess it's not so bad if you think, what's so harm? I mean, do I think my dad is going to burn down the first 5G tower in O'Brien <laughs> County? He might, <laughs> but I don't think he will. I don't know, no, he's, but, but he's in charge of a lot of propane, so it's something we probably <laughs> want to keep an eye on. I, yeah, I mean, I think he believes that maybe the 5G is helping the virus yeah. to control the population, and if we just Has all he? take the hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, that yeah. stuff, we'd all be cured. But Has he ever referenced Alec Jones in like a normal conversation? So I got this buddy, Alex Jones, that said once. Not that guy, but I just, well, I worry a little bit about just my dad losing credibility because of the things he's seeing in videos and then repeating them. Because as soon as somebody repeats something that you know is wacky, do you I write off not, everything they say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, oh, no. Oh, and, no. and we may have to have an intervention with my dad at some but, point. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. Maybe it's just a momentary lapse in dad, judgment. But where, where I mean, obviously his scruples are good, his morals are good, his yes. his acumen is good, and he's been, he's just he's, he's just been, in an unfamiliar territory. Yes, he's been right and true for sixty four and a half years, and then he stumbled upon videos through Facebook, and now he's being fed some things that aren't quite accurate. I I think you could have some fun with it. Be like, Dad, uh, the FBI has contacted us and said you need to stop spreading the truth. (laughs) No. That sounds terrible. Really amp this thing up. No. And, you know, now that I kind of sit back and think, I haven't, maybe... Maybe my mom did visit with him. Or maybe he finally did some research on his own and realized that 5G isn't going to kill us all. All right. So, Mitch, what have your parents thought about social media? Is your dad even on social uh, media? No, no. He doesn't use it at all, except uh, he logs in my mom's account on his phone all the time. and <laughs> so that. But that's not the same as having an account. In oh, his sure. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, I'm just, not one of those people. Just I window just, dressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, my my parents don't engage in that kind of thing. They're just they don't they don't know how to use technology. Like my mom, what's annoying to me about my parents' use of Facebook? Like my mom, and I, I hope she's listening because I I just want to reiterate how freaking annoying it is the way you do this. Now, is she doesn't know how to like tag people or share something to somebody? 
I'll, I'll see, I'll be scrolling from, through my feed and it's like something that is clearly intended for me or Greta. And it's like, you should try this, but it's just, she shared it on her own <laughs> Facebook page <laughs> sure. to, to the world. You should try this. And mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. She, she can't figure out how to run the damn thing. And I just, I've, so my mom yeah, does. Really, I, I've given up. My mom does really, really good, and she's involved in a lot of. So my mom has a newfound love of the like used stores and picking things up on swaps. Oh, and, it just appeals to her. Oh, my mom her is heritage. In, yeah, she's in heaven, being able to see all these things Scored come a through. Deal. She did, yes, yeah. and she's stopping by with like thirty dollar Under Armour shirt she picked up for two bucks somewhere. That she's seen it on Got Facebook. It. Got yes. it. It's like every week my kids get like free things from my mom that she scored Perfect. off of some swap somewhere. Well, maybe I should tell my mom about that. Yes, yeah. get your mom on that. Yeah. Maybe our moms could have lunch together and talk about how disappointed they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that one down. directly from mom. <laughs> oh, I just get that on text. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but to the flip side of that corn, we have employees, Aaron and I do, that have used technology to try and make it rich quick. The, and I've Stupid. complained about that on here multiple times about the desire of millennials. Not millennials. To, and younger than millennials. Youngers, millennials yeah. on down. Yeah. Yeah. Who want to, who feel that it's their right they deserve to have the wealth and they deserve to be rich without having to work for it. And how do you do that? You day trade. What's wrong, Mitch? Mitch Mitch is wishing he had hair so he could pull out. I I went to pull my hair out and there's none there. (laughs) It drives me nuts. All of these people who think that being on the internet is a job. (laughs) Good point. Good point. I, oh, I I saw and I I don't mean to offend somebody, but I saw someone. The hell, you don't. For, no, I don't. I don't want to <laughs> piss people off. But I saw someone, someone I know, and someone I actually respect posted first day of school pictures of their children, and it's like, what I want to be when I grow up. And one of the kids was a YouTuber, and the other one was a social media influencer. And I'm thinking, you have some coaching to do for those kids. And they're young enough that I'm, whatever, it's It's some misguided stuff. If my kids wrote that down. I would make uh, them erase uh, it uh, and uh. put some, no, put firefighter. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just, uh, I hate that culture. It bothers me to no end. Like, that's not a job. Posting a video of yourself doing stupid BS is not a job. It is for a very, very yeah, select few people twenty-five who are actually people. interesting, but which you, is not you. But all right, let's take a look at what you said, and let's take a look at that through the lens of time. There, what you said was that is a job for a very select few people for a very short amount of time. So take a social media influencer, YouTuber. Then let's go to gamer. Like, all right, you have to be the best of this, right? So then now we bring it down to like, oh, well, you're a professional athlete. Well, you got to be the best of this, right? So the it, when, it, when it comes down to it, I think it becomes just the uh, the byproduct. Like the, the the children that you see in that photo are the byproduct of a few people that were legendary. 
right? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, to be athletic, you actually have to have talent. You have to actually produce but, but, produce something. But what? Not ta- beyond I mean, likes on Instagram. But at the same time. By showing your ass. They're doing- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if they are doing something that no one else is doing, do they not? become the best at that one thing well no and, and that's that's okay but i don't want my uh kids to be the best uh you know the best thing that i don't want them to so be. let's say it, let's say want... wyatt had wrote nba star would you have let him had a picture with that yeah yeah because there's no i've seen your family there is no way on god's green earth that your wyatt will become a professional a basketball player. Now, will he become an offensive lineman? The smartest people on the field. <laughs> That's a possibility, but there's no way that he's going to be a 6'2 guard. A 6'2 uh, he, guard out of BV. Have you heard Wyatt. of Muggsy Bogues? Come on. Uh, <laughs> we all have That is something Muggsy that Bogues. I am okay with him aspiring to, even if it's not realistic. A social media influencer is a fake bullshit job that well, somebody came up with to peddle a pyramid scheme. So no, I'm not okay with sure. that. Okay, well I can understand it your way, Wayne. But I, so and I would to bolster your argument, I would say the desire of a child to play ball well helps them is with good other things because for they them can, as a person to participate in sports or music. Well, or, now wait a second. If you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, I, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the pin in that grenade and I'm gonna throw it back to Mitch, who is a professional salesman. He literally sells for a living, and you're gonna disparage your child from selling for a living. Selling nothing. Selling nothing of actual value to me or society. Okay. That's like saying, <laughs> how do, well, I, how well, do I unpack Well, this? daughter, it's okay that you want to be in Playboy as long as you're the centerfold. No, I'm still not okay with that. <laughs> that's not that's not what I want my kids to aspire to. No. I want wow. them to, to do something that contributes so to society. a YouTuber is so, equivalent to... Okay, all right. All no, right, I'm, I'm talking to, like an Instagram model. Oh, that, oh, that's right, the right, modern right, equivalent right, of okay, that. But, right. but at the same time, if they are able to use their God-given gifts to sustain themselves... You're just at, being devil's advocate to be a... Well, no, no. Now, wait a, a second. Let's just... To be let's difficult. Just, oh. Let's just wait a second. I'm not <laughs> saying that, that your children are doing anything nefarious, anything below board. I'm saying if it, if it, if it stays above board, if someone in Northwest Iowa needs a John Deere tractor, why does it have to be you that sells it to them? Because my kids need shoes. And you just... <laughs> Answered my argument to a T. It was making a joke. Well, I understand that, but but is it not similar? <laughs> I mean, are, are the outcomes not similar? It's what pays the bills, Mitch. It does, and and, and is there anything? I mean, is there a, is there a reason why uh, a social media influencer should feel bad about their given job when well, they, it's not a job. <laughs> neither is sales. Why do they, why do they, why does someone who needs a product need to go through a salesman when they could just go through the factory direct? Why do you have a store then? Why do you just tell people, just go to Amazon? That's what I'm going to do. Well, 
I am so that I mean that that's fine. <laughs> Reel it back up. Reel it here. back in. No, no, I'm I, I am perfectly okay having this conversation <laughs> because so what you're saying is you're selling service, right? Is I'm that, selling service. I all right for my job personally. I I feel I have a certain level of expertise that I can guide people to make a good decision for themselves, financially or otherwise. So um, wouldn't wouldn't the social by media trying to get you to buy T-shirts on the internet? I guess I don't see that the same way. Okay, and and well, you know I, what? If you want to do that, that's fine. I just want my kids to aspire to be more than than thinking that posting pictures on social media is a real job that is contributing to society. And I think I can agree with that. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm and, with you, buddy. Well, and I, I, I so I think that. If you look at it at its most basic level, it's entrepreneurship. And is that not something that you would want to teach to your children? Because that's what you do. That's what I do. That's what Aaron does. I mean, we're, we're entrepreneurs. Don't, t- don't tie me you in know, with this social if it's media. Part of it. You're a salesman. I'm a salesman. Mitch is a salesman. We're salesmen. This is what we do. We're businessmen. Right? Are we not? Yeah, but I think our uh, businesses would yeah. not be what they are if we were not at the helms. But I think at the foundation of what Mitch's original point was, it was the desire to get rich quick without working without for it. doing a real job where yet you take pictures of yourself having fun and get rich doing that. Uh that's that's your aspiration. And you'll make more than your parents. One your parents, out of one million. One out of a million. Yes. So I guess the difference is if you aspire to that and don't achieve that and then do nothing. Then you've wasted then your you, life. Then you've wasted it. shit on Facebook. Where at least if you aspire to be an NBA basketball player, you're in better shape. You were part of a team. You learned you know, the value of teamwork, hard work. Uh, maybe you also learn how to take a loss with grace. Uh, you didn't learn that. That's something, yes. Uh, I, I, You know, I think you learn that more on a basketball court than you do by not getting as many likes as the next person. Yeah, uh, I did. You know, now you mentioned I did see that one of my uh, daughters. So we're living in the camper, right? So we've got like a rotation of DVDs that we play just to try and keep our daughter busy while we sit outside and cry and so um one of i think one of them like the uh the preview was this uh deal where this girl just didn't get enough uh youtube likes and she's a musician and yeah then it that, that was like the whole crux of the story but i guess at the end of the day where is the generation going so you can you can be all sorts of uh, okay boomer about, well, we need to have a job that has... Yeah, but... but no, 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 no. Just let me finish. Just let oh, me finish. It's hard. Can I finish? I suppose. Can I finish? I suppose. So you can be all okay boomer about, you know, I want my kid to be a... To, to aspire to be a basketball player even though they won't. Um, but at the end of the day, look, if we... If we take a look at September 1st, 2020, and the absolute shit year that it's been, and we look forward 20 years, are we going to be talking more about NBA players or social media influencers? I don't care. I know who I'm going to respect more. 
And I would say again to Mitch's foundation, it is what it is your desire to have your imprint on your children because at the end of the day, they're your kids. Well, and I I don't think that what the the Mitch's argument is not having his imprint. I think it is exactly having his imprint. Hustle, heart, being the best at something, being a salesperson, putting together everything you can to be the best that you can be and exploiting other people's weaknesses to make sure that you're the best. Because <laughs> let's let's look at it, though. You have worked, Mitch, at a number of different places selling the same product and you have been the best every single place that you've gone. And uh, I didn't say that. I'm saying that. I'm, Wayne Barahona is saying okay, that. Okay. I'm saying that, and I don't mean any disrespect to any of the people that you have worked with. But what I'm saying is the reason why you are where you are right now is because you aspired to be the best at what you were doing. And I don't care if that's digital. I don't care if that's emotional. I don't care if that's selling a tractor. As long as that happens, that's that's the W. Because if I can support my family doing something that I know comes from my heart, and then I, yeah, wearing the the latest Gucci heels, I know is not a very uh, emotional. Yeah. Okay, and you know, I'll okay, sh- I, I I agree with you to a point. But what I want to say is, if you aspire to be a football player or a musician or whatever, you learn a skill and you learn valuable things along the way. I don't know that you learn a lot by being a failed YouTuber. I, that is I'm, that makes I'm you a better, more you. well-rounded person. I think that you are correct uh, when you are looking at the year 2012. But the problem is that it's 2020. Just, just I, all I'm saying is, I see zero value in the desire. Zero okay, value. boomer. Okay, that's boomer. fine. Call me what you want. I don't care. But I want to scare you just one second, All Wayne. Right, fine. What you said about aspiring to the be to be the best at no matter what position you were put in was a direct quote from our Sunday night church service. I want to just scare you for a second. Why does that right ha- from why, Daniel why? one? I mean, you were. I was like deja vu. This was from the pulpit. <laughs> This was from the pulpit on Sunday. No, that does not scare me. <laughs> but I, I think that further bolsters my point. Is that? Oh, but even, that doesn't mean that you're powerless to choose the path that you. I mean, that you're not a robot. Let's make the decisions, let's, the wisest decisions, and they're my kids, and I will smack them as many times as it takes to get it out of their head that they are going to be unspeakable. Or they're going to be Preston, or they're going to be Mr. Beast, or they're going to be all these other guys. No, you're not, because you're wasting your time and you're learning nothing. But that's yeah, just that's exactly a, that's the exact same thing. Wait, you're never going to be LeBron James. You're not going to be Dwayne no, Wade. But no, you're not going to be, not gonna be the, Michael Jordan. But you're forgetting the path that they take to try to get there. What? There's uh, I don't think it's the same thing to spend a boatload of time posting crap on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever as it is to be in the gym or be practicing your instrument or out for speech or these things that are applicable skills to a lot of jobs uh, and that will make you a better person. At the end I don't the, see how you're a better person. At the end of the day, it's just discipline. All you're talking about is discipline, but there is, and you just don't like the application of the discipline. 
I'm going to close this because I have it in <laughs> because front Because you're losing the argument. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to ask you oh, this. So out of right. our listeners, yeah. what percent do you think agree with you? Virtually um, none. Five? No. No. Absolutely not. Half? No, no. I would say I... I well, I, I've, had, I've managed to alienate the 5% that agree with him, probably. So going forward, no. zero. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to get a solid third. I, I feel like I've got a solid third okay, All right, all right. Well, we have, well we're have. we going to need feedback on it because no. I think you're as wrong as wrong can be. Yeah, you, you both do. It's obvious. And that's not <laughs> it's not like a new position for me. So that I'm, I'm fine with it. But at the end of the day... All I can say is this, the skills and the uh, tenants that you instill on your children are do your best as long as you are true to yourself and true your uh, to your roots and don't choose a stupid career. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank for you. Crying yep. in the night. All right. Well, this is how we have a, a this serious conversation here. on Dutch by Association. Man, we, we went from unity and high fives and hugs and bro to oh, now. Gosh. Now it's I, like I appreciate Wayne's your perspective, no matter how wrong you are. <laughs> and I'm really sorry about how you feel. Ditto, yeah. Dingo. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're offended. Um, <laughs> that was my non-apology apology. Join us again uh, next time. <laughs> Oh, oh! Now that you're done talking, we have to cut it off. Okay, yep, Got I, it. I'm used to that too, bud. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> join us again next time for another episode of Dutch by Association, a Northwest Iowa podcast. Special thanks to our title sponsor, Super High Tech. Have you socially distanced yourself from your phone permanently? Super High Tech in Sheldon, Orange City, and Sioux Center has the right replacement at the right price. On the web at super-ht.com. And you can learn more about the podcast and just who we think we are by hitting us up on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DBAPod. And coming soon to our website, DBAPod.com. Which I actually started. Hey, a boy. Yep. So at least there's that. All right. We appreciate you. And we'll be back soon, maybe with Randy Feenstra. Until then, take it easy.